Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Caged In Pigcast, the companion podcast to the new Nicolas Cage film Pig, where I will be talking to people in front of and behind the camera all about the making of this movie and get a bit deeper into the characters and the stories behind everything. Today I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by David Nell. We talk all about his time on the film and the vital scene he has as Chef Finway. We talk about his time in Hollywood, as well as how he deeply related, not just to the character of Chef Finway, but also to the character of Rob. If you haven't seen this film, it's best to watch it before you enjoy this conversation. It's currently playing in theatres in the US and will be released on the 20th of August here in the UK. Hi, I'm Chef Finway. Welcome to Eurydice. Food is really good well thank you thank you i'm so glad you're enjoying it um we heard there were some new truffles on the menu well we are planning a few truffle dishes for the winter menu it's it's a it's a fascinating and expanding local industry with deep roots in old world uh, traditions great um I'm looking for a truffle pig. I don't... I, I, I don't understand. I just want to know about the pig. Tell him who you are. Come on, tell him. Well, there you go. That confused voice you heard in that clip is today's <laughs> guest, uh, David Now, How are you, David? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, Good to hear from you. I, 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 I'm very well. Um, first of all, I'd like to say massive congratulations on Pig. How does it feel now? You're the other side of it. it it's it, it's very gratifying that it came out like just the way that I was intending to do it, which is uh, its own thing. There, um, you know, I did. We shot this. A year and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, September of 2019, just you know, in the before time, <laughs> in the long, long ago, and um, yeah, and I was I was on my way back from from a uh, an innkeeping job that I was doing in Michigan, uh, like 2,000 miles away, and uh, was was literally on the road back, driving across the top of the the country, and. Uh, and I got a call from my agent saying, hey, they're doing a movie in Portland. And I went, cool. <laughs> I said, is there a David Nell part in it? And they said, yes. And they were really right, which is uh, uh, very cool. So, yeah, and just the whole the whole process of doing this. And, and, and uh, 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 you know, it was it, it was over very quickly, as as many things are like mm-hmm. this. You know, uh, I think, you know, even. Um, uh adam arkin who had you know a, a really key part in it i think he probably only worked a couple of days on it too and, and we you know we shot our entire thing in one day yeah. and uh so almost no prep time and uh but uh but yes it's 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 very cool and i'm very pleased that it came out uh 
kind of as I intended. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, the reception it's getting? Because obviously, like, across the board, it's, like, seems like the reviews are phenomenal for it. It's so, so gratifying and so rare. You know, I mean, uh, for, for me, it's like I've done, you know, just all, all kinds of things. You know, I've been, been uh, in the business off and on for nearly 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I've done things where I've had, you know, leads in movies and and not gotten any sort of feedback from it at all. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, and a and lot, lot of stuff that I've watched and gone, Ah, it's just not very good. And to see, to be a part of something that is not just popular, because I don't know if this is popular yet, but but genuinely good. It's like like you know, so much of 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 the stuff they're dealing with in the movie thematically is like true of this. This is really, you know, this beautiful, beautiful meal mm-hmm. that is kind of a, a, a once in a lifetime thing, and. Um, and and it's just, it's just lovely that it's getting all the great response that everybody who worked on it is, and I have some 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 friends who have other uh, other parts in the film, and it's just like yay us we're <laughs> we're part of this thing that will that may stick around and people will will remember it and talk about it, and that's just so nice. So are you, are you a Portland native then? <laughs> I'm not. I I grew up in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then when I was about. 17 I, I went to los angeles and was there for some 35 years and and uh you know which was about 25 years too long <laughs> and you know i had i had a i had a pretty good uh career uh actorially in the 80s i did a bunch of things mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. then and um and then not so much and i was more and more kind of disappointed with what the kinds of things i was doing uh, which is why i said you know the the Thematically, it's like I could be. There's a there's a, a lot of Finway in me emotionally, but also what Rob did. You know how he just kind of just had yeah. kind of had it for 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 big reasons, but and kind of went into the woods, and that's kind of where I am now. I'm I actually live in the woods, and it's and it's <laughs> uh, uh, astonishingly beautiful, and I'm, I'm near the ocean, and that's that's remarkable. The the Oregon coast is just just amazing and um you know and it is it is thousands of miles away from la and the movie yeah. scene so it's uh so, so, you know just yeah so no, no no what what were your first impressions when you when you read the script because obviously the the kind of elevator pitch for this and it's kind of been seen on like online when the trailer first dropped of this kind of john wick with a pig like yeah, it's 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 really tricky because it's a it's a hard pitch because I saw that as soon as the the trailer dropped, no, even before the trailer, yeah. as soon as it was it was mentioned, you know, when Neon picked it up and said, "Hey, we pick up this movie. It's about you know Nicolas Cage loses his pig," and then and you automatically go to all those places. You yeah. go, "Oh yeah," people are going, "Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see John Wick with a pig and whatever <laughs> it is." What? And I love that all of the reviews are really. <sighs> really encouraging you to see it no matter what your preconception of it is. Mm-hmm. And they're really, really very carefully saying, this is not whatever you thought it was going to be. It is not that. And mostly they're saying it's better, which is <laughs> great. But uh, when I read the, the, um, you know, I mean, as an actor, I didn't, I didn't get the script first. I didn't get the concept first. I got, here's, here's, you know, eight pages of dialogue, yeah. you know, go and, and figure out what you want to do with it. And, um, and you know so i read this scene did i read another one no i think i think pretty much everybody all the actors in town who are between you know 40 and 60 were reading for finway yeah and and not just men um men and women uh my wife julie uh julie elizabeth nell who is also uh uh who who is a marvelous actress uh character actress she read for finway too Mm -hmm. so you know we knew that there could only be one and it was uh <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be me so uh but she would I, I loved what she did with it too it's a totally different thing because she does she does some really interesting stuff too but um you know and there's uh one of the actors in the in the film uh, uh darius pierce who plays edgar you know the, yeah. the the guy who kind of runs the 
quite publicly. He is he is maybe maybe my favorite actor ever until I, I work with Nick and now 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 <laughs> I'm just in love with him. But um but Darius I just love. I will I would literally watch him him read the phone book. He's done uh, a one man show uh, out in um in Portland uh the Santa 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 Land Diaries which is a David Sedaris one person show and he's he's just amazing. He just does such wonderful quirky stuff and I was convinced that he would get the part of Finway because honest to god I would have cast him. <laughs> and I and and I didn't see him on the 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 list of of callbacks and when I did get cast, um, I I made sure I had a meeting with the with uh, with with Michael, the director, before the, before actually working, and I and I told him that I was I was glad that I didn't see Darius on there because I would have cast him. And thing he said, "Oh no, we cast Darius. He's playing Edgar." <laughs> and I went, "Oh good, yay, we all win. It's, it's awesome." Um, but yeah, when I so when I got the 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 I said I didn't get the whole script. I read my scene, and it was just. You know, there, there's a there's a thing that I always tell uh, uh, actors who are starting out that that kind of the ideal is you want people to pick up a script or the casting people or anything and go through the script and go, oh, that's the David Mel part. Yeah. Especially if you happen to be David Mel. <laughs> uh, um, and you know, and that's and I don't, I find it hard to to sort of peg myself into what kinds of thing I can sort of see, you know, over the years, I look at stuff and I go, yeah, like, okay, like that, like, like, you know, the stuff I'm doing in, in Turner and Hooch, you know, thing I did with, 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 with Tom Hanks, another, you know, one scene in, in a movie, it's kind of this, but, but, but just funny, you know, right. So that's just yeah. the funny. So I get sort of the, the, the thing that I, 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 I'm particularly narrowly uh uh <laughs> your niche, do. right yeah, yeah my yeah whatever that is but but this was just had kind of everything that i i knew all the tools that i could bring into this mm -hmm. um and and the cool thing was i i i think that there have been parts that i've done in the past where i auditioned really well and i had a lot of ideas for things that i wanted to do and then when I got cast and the rubber hit the road and I was, I chickened out a little bit. Like I didn't do quite the, the, the interesting things that I maybe had for the audition because I thought there were too much, yeah. you know, um, I've got several, you know, movie things like that where I just, I can just see that I'm just really kind of, kind of keeping it boxed in and something like this, if it was literally anybody except Nicolas Cage, then I could have shown up on the set and done, you know, the thing that I did in this. And, and I could see a scenario where, you know, if that was De Niro in that part, I could totally see him turning to the director and going, is that what he's fucking going to do? <laughs> like, is he going to do so? And then like, okay, let's bring it down. Right. Like, you know, and then being really intimidated and not knowing like, okay, well how much, cause I auditioned one way, but I, I don't know if I, if it's, yeah. if it's appropriate to bring, all of those, you know, I mean, I just layered all kinds of stuff into uh, somebody, somebody just, just tweeted out. And I, I love this. They said something about like, like in, in one moment, I have like 10 emotions at once and yeah. all of them are awkward. And I was like, <laughs> excellent. Love that. Um, you know, so, and, and the other thing is when you, when you work on, on a movie, if you're working at, for any length of time, let me back up. If this was a theater piece, you'd have weeks and weeks of rehearsal and mm -hmm. you'd have all the time to feel out the other actors and to try out things and experiment and, you know, and see how it goes and see what works and see what plays with the other people. This is one day, right? Mm -hmm. So this was just hit the ground running and, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, and I had no, I also had no idea what Nick was going to bring to this mm -hmm. performance. You know, I, I've not, I am, I am now an unequivocal, uh, uh, um, almost a word, um, Nick Cage fan. I, I, I saw just before doing this, I literally, before I literally Googled 
what is it like to work with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> because I had no idea. Where's he going to be? What does he come from? Is he, is he, you know, I didn't know if he was going to be somebody who is, um, you know, aloof or arrogant or an asshole or you don't know, you don't know. And I saw an interview with um, um, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Who just, I did a, a kind of a buddy cop movie with. And he said, he talked about every, it just being a surreal experience about how you would, you'd just be watching him do things and how he will just take a line reading and just take it in some unexpected direction just to, to kind of mix it up and not, not let it be a, a, a standard line reading. So, so I kind of thought, well, good, that, that kind of gives me the opportunity to do kind of the same thing, you know, to, to kind of meet at that and, and to not do, not to do what would might be expected, but to really, you know, and the other, the other element of that is that Michael's script is so beautifully written. If you yeah. ever get a chance to actually read the screenplay, do it. It is just, just a beautifully, beautifully written, written screen. All the, the descriptions of the moments of the scenes of the characters of moments that the characters have. I mean, you know, my, the things that I was doing, were all written in the script very specifically. I mean, uh, Finway is described as looking vaguely like, I think he was like vaguely reminiscent of a ventriloquist dummy <laughs> is the way he's described it. I, I was like, wow, that's an interesting, uh, yeah. you know, like, like, and then what does that mean? How do you, how do you portray mm -hmm. that? What does that, mean? and I kind of got, okay, he's, he's putting on, he's entertaining. He's putting on a show. He's being, you know, he, uh, uh, and it said when he when he walks out, it it you can almost hear the strings rattling, mm -hmm. and you don't actually see me walk out. But there was, but so that like informed what I was going to do with stuff. And it's like this is you know, okay. And and there's a moment when he kind of describes the breakdown that Finway has when as as uh, you know as Robin is is literally deconstructing him, which I love that that metaphor <laughs> that he's, he's so they're eating. Was it a deconstructed scallop or something under yeah, yeah, under yeah. under a, a a pine cone mist or something, <laughs> and which is all real stuff that is real food descriptions yeah, yeah, yeah. of things and I I was like wow okay that's a, and um you know so 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 the fact that Robin is just taking him apart and that he's doing it so quietly it's it's so great you know how was it like kind of. I'm not sure, like, not having this preconceived notion of Nick Cage, but obviously, like, he, right. he will do what he wants. And then, obviously, in this film, as it's been remarked a lot in the press, and of somebody who's a big fan of uh, Nick Cage's days, mm -hmm. it feels like a to like a, a performance we don't see from often. So, was it was it a shock almost I to know. see him playing it quite quiet and it reserved? It was yes, because that was what I what I had. Okay, so several things that I saw before that in my in my prep work for it was I watched a couple of videos. There's one of those, um, is it GQ or Va Vanity Fair where where actors go and like talk about their their yeah, roles yeah, over yeah. the years. GQ, yeah, yeah. And I, the, yeah, and I watched his, and it's like half an hour long of him talking about everything that he did, everything that he's done, going back to to Peggy Sue got married, and which I remember watching and going, what the hell is he doing? You know, he's got <laughs> he's doing. This strange voice, and and I I'd heard the story that that you know Kathleen Turner when he did that was expecting to see the guy who she saw in Birdie, you know, which yeah. was another one of those kind of underplayed things, and um, which I which I auditioned for by the way uh. that was that was <laughs> back then for the for the Matthew Modine part, um, um. um yeah, the, the, my, my friend Vincent Spano and I were both reading for it. And, I said, what, and we grew up together and said, wouldn't that be great if we could do that? And then, but, but yeah, so I auditioned for that film. But, but um, I digressed. So Kathleen Turner is expecting that yeah, yeah. actor, that performance. And he tells the story, Nick does, in this GQ thing about how, you know, his uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, says, uh, Nick, you should do this movie. And he goes, ah, I don't know if it's the kind of thing. I'm not really interested, uncle. It's not the kind of thing that I would, you know. I don't know. I want to do more interesting, more things. And he says, come on, you can do it. And he goes, oh, I don't know. 
And he says, I'll do it if I can do it using the voice of Pokey from the Gumby cartoon <laughs> is literally what he said. And he, he admits that, that that's what, and he's, and Coppola said, yeah, okay, we'll try that. <laughs> so that's what he's doing. He's actually doing the voice of Pokey from the, and, and, you know, he has always really tried to shake up mm -hmm. himself in a way that that I was never brave enough to do. That's what, what I was talking about, how all my stuff, early stuff tended to be very low key because I never was brave enough to actually, to literally do that kind of shit on camera. <laughs> and he did. And sometimes, you know, to my thinking, it was spectacularly wrong, but God bless him for, for making that, that choice. And, and he, so he does those things and he does these really big things and, and, um, and but here was the thing that I really discovered from watching that thing is that every choice that he makes is absolutely earnest and it's absolutely done with a with a real dedication to his craft and he's never being frivolous when he makes a choice mm -hmm. even if it's a what appears to be a big goofy thing he, there's he's doing that really deliberately and on purpose and and I really respect that you know mm -hmm. um and you know, one of my favorite performances when I was a teenager before that was was George C. Scott in um, uh, Doctor Strangelove. Because uh -huh. up until then, he had only done, you know, he played Patton, he played yeah, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, he did really serious stuff. And he played this really broad, really comedic, really just way, way huger than, than reality. And it completely works in, within the the context of that movie and i was always in awe of of how he could do that how he can make those kind of big choices and do that that sort of thing and and nick is by far over his career just taking those things and done huge things and then not always you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. he will do these things that are just really genuine and really uh tight and introspective and uh, you know uh leaving las vegas uh comes to mind immediately and and um i think like a modern film that very much encap like has almost like a the same spirit as pig is joe the david gordon green film from 2013 which is another kind of like nick cage i, I need i need to see that i haven't seen that yeah, but I I, yeah I've, heard, I've heard that they would make a fantastic like double bill do you know what I mean? yeah like that, yeah it's yeah. like nick cage bearded in the woods kind of uh, right yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I want, I, now I'm, I'm interested in you know, anything that he does. I've had like my Netflix queue is all filled <laughs> with all these things. Um, so the other, the, and there was also one of the other things in the, my research was that great uh, um, SNL thing where, where I forget who it was. Was it Adam Sandberg who used to do a, uh, yeah, a, yeah. a Nick Cage interviewing actors and then he's interviewing himself he's interviewing the yeah. old nick cage and the thing he says is like the, the hallmarks of a nick cage action film are one every line is either uh whispered or screamed <laughs> and two everything's on fire and um so so then that, so bringing all that around to I I made sure that I had a meeting with Michael before I actually showed up on set because I didn't want to have that moment where I go Oh, I'm doing this big ass crazy thing or whatever it is that, and then, and he's not doing that or he was going to, you know, or I'm going to be intimidated and he's going to, and, and I'm going to have to dial it back. And it's like, okay, so, so I want to give you the performance that I gave you in the audition. I want to make sure I have your permission to go as far as I possibly can, if that's what you want. And, uh, and he told me, he said, no, Nick is actually, he's, he's been very respectful. He's not, uh, He's not a diva at all. Mm -hmm. He is just uh, he's he's supportive. He is he is uh, uh, collaborative. And I went well, great, okay. So, um, and when we actually got to the set that morning, you know, uh, we're first time uh, I'm in costume. He's already in costume. He's already fully made up. So this is my only time I see him is when he looks, you know, <laughs> like he's just been through a. Um, several bar fights and things and um and so we sat down to do the scene and michael said let's not do a performance we're just going to run through just the lines and but i knew that 
well, no, I can't just run lines. I have to, I have to show him <laughs> what I'm about to get us into here. So I did, I did the performance, like just, just as, as, you know, as full as I was going to just in the rehearsal. And it was so great because Nick kind of just leaned, leaned back. And first of all, that was the first time I'd heard it from a format and realized, oh, I'm doing all of this. And he is whispering. He's doing that thing where he's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. where's my pig, Derek? <laughs> and, you know, even when I was auditioning and Julie, my wife, was reading the lines with me, you know, she's doing, where's my pig? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and he never does that. And it was just like, and I thought, wow, this is going to be really interesting because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm texting occasionally and thing I said, the irony of this is that I'm, I am, literally nose to nose with Nick Cage and I'm the one who's overacting. <laughs> right? you know, just like, this is, this is surreal. And, um, but I did the, the, see, we did the first take and he kind of leaned back and he went, all right, okay. And it just felt like, oh, good. Okay. That's this it. is, this is on now. And then it was, then it was just, you know, like, like a, like a, a, a day of, of, tangoing with a master it was Amazing. just beautiful what just you know what what was the atmosphere yeah. like on that day like because i know that uh, there's been a lot of stuff and i know that uh nick and alex got on like really well like, i think alex mm -hmm. has kind of stated that well it's like a master class for him watching, yeah watching yeah nick what was like the kind of atmosphere it was, between it, was, it was great it was it was well, I I could tell, and this was very gratifying that that just from that first, you know, I could tell that the two of them had a bond already. You know, I mean, they've been working together. I don't know how long they'd been shooting. I don't know how long the shoot was. I imagine it was very <laughs> short. I think it was only about three weeks for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and they had clearly they were they were really bonding very nicely, and that was, um, you know, and I'm only there for one day, so it's not like I'm going to be included yeah, in yeah. that. But I kind of was, which was really great. It was like, at, once we did that first rehearsal, I think it was like, okay, you can be in this club, which which felt awesome. You know, uh, they had like a little tiny room, the 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 way in the back of the restaurant where where there was just the two of them hanging out, but it was the three of us hanging. That was nice. It was like you, know, so that felt felt very good. Um, you know, it just so so. The, the and I've heard different people who worked on the film. You went to the premiere the other day, so I had people who were, who, who said, including Alex, uh, uh, said that that particular day was was just just a magic day mm -hmm. for everybody, which was which is great, it's, you know, just that that it was just this that it was very surreal and ethereal and and. Um, you know, so so the stuff that I was going through, it it seems like a lot of people were experiencing that being there, which is which is really sweet. It very much feels like a very special scene as well. Like watching the film, it kind of sits perfectly in the middle of it, and it's kind of it's it's the centerpiece to this kind of whole thing. And it's as you said, you got to tango with with Nick Cage, and almost like as you say, like out not 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 out acting, but like do the kind of like. The, the more wild like uh yeah. you know I mean? like off 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 the wall kind of stuff so um what would you like you might not have considered this but what do you consider your character of chef um finway took away and did after that 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 conversation with robin well that's i i got somebody somebody tweeted the other day i i hope i hope chef finway opens his pub <laughs> you know that's the, that's the thing uh that that's what if, for those who haven't seen it uh uh robin just completely takes down my character chef finway who is who is you know like the top chef in portland but but clearly has sold out mm -hmm. in order to do this thing and to be doing very popular he's not doing the thing that he that he always wanted to do which was open a pub and and how he just takes him apart like that is just is just great. But uh, you know, there's a lot of people have talked about a lot of times in reviews. People will um, uh, imagine stuff like like, like go, oh well, Nick must have been thinking, uh, well, this is this is very much like my career, uh, 
stuff like that. And I, whether or not that that's true, people, you know, you kind of you kind of think, well, surely he must be thinking like this is a they, he took this on because it was a commentary about selling out in Hollywood and mm-hmm. like that. It's like no, I think he took it on because it was a great script. And yes, that's also the rest of it's also maybe true, <laughs> but you know, uh, um, a lot of the stuff that I I brought to it kind of emotionally was you know I said my own stuff with my own career you know i i i also wanted to be you know i mean we there was a there was a point early on where like you know nick and i were going out for the the same auditions you know so so you know and he took off and thing and 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 my career just just didn't for for all the reasons that that things happened you know and so so there's there's so much in this in this uh in the character and the performance that, that i'm able to just kind of go you know uh, just bringing stuff to it that that it's like, yeah, no, I I can totally relate to what's going on with him and and that, it's, and it's and it's great to be able to you know have those tools in my in my little uh, my little actor box that I can do and go hear this and and um, like that. But what so as far as you know, yeah, I, I I I love the idea of 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 that that Finway now goes, you know, well, what, what am I doing? What am I doing with my <laughs> life? And that he, that he now can't go back to, to, to cooking this stuff because it just, because it just, he's so, you know, the writing and what, and what Nick and what Robin do to him is just, mm-hmm. just quietly, just, you know, eviscerate him, right? Just, yeah. And but that- in such a, such a, a beautiful way you know he's not he's not being mean about yeah. it you know he just completely takes him apart but it's really you know what are you doing with your life mm-hmm. man is this really what you want <laughs> you know it's not what you want because i don't and the fact that he remembers that from 15 years ago that he remembers what you know what what derek's dreams are yeah and 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 you see the moment in there where 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 Finway just goes no i don't uh, no i i don't was that really that was a long time mm-hmm. ago i don't i don't remember ever having that dream and he clearly does and it's just and when he and he asked him when he asked him what his signature dish, yeah. dish is and it's just like right there and a little too loud and he just cracks he just breaks at that point and it's like you know that's and that's all just that was so beautifully written and so you know that 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 line yeah. that kind of that, that delivery that, that when you kind of spit out what the signature dish is was that on the page or was that something that you found like working on that scene um i want to say it was on the the page and and i just understood it immediately <laughs> yeah um but i I'm, i don't know it, there was just something about it that the 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 fact that he comes up with that thing so and it's so specific what yeah. that thing is you ask him what was what was your signature dish and without a thought he says it was liver was liver scotch eggs with a honey curry mustard and says it a little too loud Mm because the rest of the scene he's trying to he's also the levels of he's having this conversation and he's surrounded by by people who Mm -hmm. are you know in awe of him and he's being taken down and he just can't you know he's trying to deal with all the levels of, of humiliation and embarrassment and memory and everything else and just when that comes out it's just like (laughs) 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 but uh but that's always that that is always speaking of that that moment that is something that i've always loved that i always love when you see it happen and i've always aspired to have that kind of of moment which is to be able to get people laughing at you and then completely knock knock their feet out mm. out from under them and make them feel bad for having laughed at you. Yeah, yeah. It's you a, know, <laughs> it's a deeply like un, it's got like an uncomfortable feeling to that scene, but like totally yeah. totally deserved because it makes you question yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like for that moment, you're going, "Am I doing really what I want to be doing?" Like, yeah, what, like just the way that in Nick's delivery and the kind of the words that Michael has written, like for him, yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of really that's what i mean that's why that scene for me very much what has like the mission statement almost of what this film is about sure and i think it's also a really big thing that a lot of people are 
have been feeling lately, you know, that, that the whole pandemic thing has forced people to start really maybe uncomfortably looking at what mm -hmm. they've been doing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm reading a lot of things about like people are not wanting to go back to work and it's not because they're getting more money from unemployment, but because it's like, why the hell were they've been doing this for the last mm -hmm. 10 or 20 or 30 years? at all you know <laughs> yeah. and that's a that is an uncomfortable question to 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 ask you know and people who have been saving up for you know like saving up for retirement or something and then you get there and you go that was it that was what <laughs> i did i spent my whole life working and trying to to, to do this thing mm -hmm. you know whatever it is you're just you're just spending your whole life trying just trying to make money so that you can and then going, what did I, what, surely <laughs> there was something. Didn't I want to be a cowboy at some point? I exactly, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, <laughs> why aren't I an astronaut? Why does Jeff Bezos get to go to space? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I love that, that, that it's, uh, you know, that it just strikes really deep emotional chords that, mm -hmm. that get people going, and maybe thinking, you know, it's it's like it's nice. You know, Nick does a lot of stuff that's that's entertainment, mm -hmm. and I I don't mean to make that entertainment like that. But I've done things. You know, I mean, I've got, you know, I've done movies that people enjoy. You know, and, I, and that I don't understand, but that's my that's my own personal thing. With my, I have I have my own attachments to you know. Uh, uh, you know, Spring Break was a movie that I, that I did in the early 80s that I had the lead in. And it was like, I just don't like that movie. <laughs> and and Total Recall, the Schwarzenegger thing, you know, I have a small part in that. Yeah, you got to tranquilize him, right? I, I, give, I, I give him the memory <laughs> implant and I also give away the ending of the movie. Like, you know, they say, you know, with the little cartridge that I've got, to, you know, I look at it and I go, "Oh, blue sky on Mars." That's a that's a new thing, you know. <laughs> and it was fun working. You know, it was a, a week's work on 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 that. And and I know people who just love that yeah. movie. And you know, a few years ago, I was working. Um, I had I had a, a a day job for five minutes, and there was a guy who said, "I love that movie." And I sat him down and I said, "Why? <laughs> I don't tell me, explain to me why you like this movie." And he did, and I went, "Oh." Oh yeah, okay. No, I get it. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I have, you know, I have movies that I enjoy that I think that, you know, other people probably don't, and I don't care. I let you. Yeah. Hootie Tang is one of my favorite movies, and <laughs> it's like, you know, with with Chris Rock and and um, uh, and Louis C.K. directed it, and it's just this weird little movie, like this sort, of, and and I think it's great, and and um, many people will say I'm wrong, and okay. <laughs> But I get having it, you know, a, a movie that you think that that only you like, and that's that's another thing about this one, is what I one of the things I'm getting from a lot of the reviews is a lot of people think nobody else is going to get this movie but me. Yeah, you know, everybody thinks I completely get this movie, and you should see it anyway. But most people aren't aren't even going to get it, and it's like I, I that idea that you can have like a, a movie that is so personal that yeah. you think it is yours alone yeah i think that, that, that is very much i think that is, is it's something special what, what was it like working with michael because obviously he's a first-time director and like was it he he was great he was you know and he'd written this but he and he and vanessa block had written this mm -hmm. this piece that i said was just beautiful and i actually got to read it just but this is this is really like special and 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 interesting and and uh you know he he got uh, got all the right people to work with him on it and uh, you know I, I said when i when i met with him i just said look i just want to i want to give you every version and and possibility for you to pull from yeah you know and and then he was totally there with that which which was great and um uh you know so and he's been real supportive ever since. I mean, he's been been really great that that he just he was thrilled with what I did, which is nice. You know, we go, okay, well, good. <laughs> what, what was it That's like him. on that day with like what was this kind of direction style like? Is it kind of well, let's just go again, or is there there specific things he asked? Pretty much, for? he gave, he gave me some specific things because I had asked him to do. I said, if there's anything, if you need things to be, you know. If, 
it could be technical things yeah. you know, make that a little faster slower things um i was really interested in the fact that some of the takes that he used were like there's one i think that the 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 first thing there's a there's a thing where i talk about uh truffle hunting or something uh because yeah the first question i think that may have been in the clip that, that yeah. you actually did where where he says uh, uh you have truffle dishes and i go i did sort of a little mini monologue about the truffle industry and i can hear in my voice that 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 was an earlier take and i didn't really have my lines down so i can hear myself mm -hmm. from from only my perspective that i sound to me in that line like i didn't know what my line was and of course that's not something that anybody else is going to get except you know that, yeah. all your listeners will go back and look and go oh yeah look he totally well, forgot his lines that, um there's a moment in the film that um yeah i discussed with brett buckman uh the editor who's um mm -hmm. that moment where alex is in the mirror kind of giving himself a pep talk uh-huh it, it very much speaks to your point of the the interesting takes because i think it's very interesting using that earlier take of chef finway kind of yeah not quite i don't know not, yeah not quite delivering it like word Just, for word right there's that moment with alex in the mirror and it, he kind of like it's actually alex breaking because he like right. messed up a line and then just goes back into it and says something. Yeah. But then which that, is great. That fits Amir because it's like he's it totally kind of does. I need exactly. to jump back into this pep talk of being like, you're the man, you've got it. Right. But yeah, yeah. If I think it very much. And I got that. To and I totally uh, when I saw it, the 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 Fidway line that I looked with, you know, like like that was a line because there were a couple of lines that 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 I thought needed to be sort of like, well, this is something I've said before, and I kind of say often, so it's mm -hmm. just going to be sort of, you know, spitting it off like, oh, well, we did, we have this, or what's our winter menu? It's ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da, and like, and and that he didn't always go with that. He went with a more halting sort of things that that, um, which I thought was a, a a great and interesting choice, and that he thought that like there was you know, that quality that, that is me not knowing where I am in, in the moment, which, yeah. you know, I, like it's happening right now. You <laughs> may catch that. Uh, but that, that kind of thing, but he thought, no, that's perfect for Finway. I was like, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I love his, his, his choices. And that was what I said. That's what I wanted to just give him a, a, a range of stuff. I'd heard many years ago, um, uh, Helen Hunt, who is a, a friend of mine years ago, did um, uh, As Good As It Gets with, <laughs> with, with Jack Nicholson, for which she won an Oscar, which was awesome. Um, but she said working with Jack Nicholson was, it's not like doing a play. It's not like he has all of his lines and is doing the thing. It was like he would do a line and he would stop and he'd make a face and he would come back in and he would do it again. He was stop and do that in the next line and do things and he would just you know move around he would just you know find different ways to get that line out in a lot of different ways so he gives the editor so much choice yeah but it's not a straight you know it's not like like a monologue will consist of bits and pieces from 10 different versions yeah. And, and which is a beautiful thing about when you're doing film and, and uh, it's great to be able to, cause I also edit as well um, in another life. And uh, it's great to be able to go, Ooh, this bit from there and that bit from there. And, and now, you know, help sort of sculpt a performance out of it. So, um, so I love how he did that with, 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 uh, you know, with this movie it took all these little great bits of, and you know his choice to 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 have um uh adam arkin's character darius at the end he's got that great line before he says you know go find yourself another pig and you're looking at the back of his head mm -hmm. you know and it's just like that's wow that's just and it's so powerful because it could have been something that could have been like like in a close-up and you would have just just owned that moment but you don't see him and it's so 
terrifying and powerful. And it's like just making those kind of choices is just so great. So, so it's amazing. Go, me. Michael Sarnowski. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but before I let you go, you obviously said yeah. you went to the, um, the premiere and you said you also went to like a, a crew screening of the film. What was that experience like? What's the kind of atmosphere for everyone who worked on it? So like a, a buzz about the it film? was, it was, it was great fun. It was good, good fun to see the, at the premiere, uh, you know, and, and, um, uh, I went, my, my wife, Julie was working in Los, uh, working up here in Portland. She was doing a film, so she didn't get to come with me there. So I had a, uh, a surrogate uh julie with me and and uh, and uh uh darius pierce who i was talking about who plays edgar uh he was on a road trip with his family mm -hmm. at the time and he texted me and said are you going to the la premiere should i go i was i'm on a road trip and i said you should totally go because i thought it'll be someone else i can i can kind of <laughs> hang on to and go you know. but um so we were kind of sitting there in the theater and just watching you know, for the first time with an audience is always a kind of surreal experience, but it was, it was great to see, you know, like when people got to, to my scene and people are, are laughing at, at all the right places, and some that I, I wasn't aware of, you know, <laughs> and having that reaction, uh, it's, it's, it's great. And that's, you know, that's the part of when you're doing theater versus doing stage, you know, theater, the audience is, is there with you and you're playing off of them. That, that, Mm -hmm. that dance that happens is is you know with your fellow actors on stage but also with the audience and you don't get that in movies you, yeah. you you do your thing i you know one day of work and then people are watching it for the rest of your life and <laughs> and saying oh that was, i love that thing and you go okay thanks it was the i don't i barely remember that one <laughs> um but um so it was nice to to do that and then the next night you know i, I flew up the next day with um back to Portland with, with, with Michael and Vanessa and went to the crew screening. So my, so Julie got to, to be there for that. Um, and that was the different feel to it. So that was for, for the people in the audience there, it was like a, like a family reunion. Yeah. Everybody had had this intense experience together and, and now we all got to enjoy it. And so I got to watch it again and still like appreciate the, the audience, uh, reaction. Um, but also just to, to, you know, the first night I was, I was in a bit of a fog because, uh, you know, it was a, it was a big deal. And this <laughs> one felt a lot more casual and I could just, okay, good. This is, now, I can just, now I can just appreciate it and, and watch the film for itself. And, and it, my God, it's a lovely little film. Yeah. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's great. And as, as I've said, like, as I said throughout this conversation, I very much think the scene you're in, and and you especially as well very vital to make this kind of like a, a, a very special film it feels like yeah i'm, I'm going to be beating the drum like to to tell people to go out and watch it because it it's that thing you can't argue with the reviewers when they're going it's not what you expect like it, it's like yeah it's that thing. It, it almost feels like you shouldn't have to be saying to people like this is actually good. It's like, you know, yeah, like right. to watch the trailer. It's kind of like, and one of the things. What, what, what's cool is that people, even if they 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 have the wrong intention on it, they still think it's gonna be good, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not having to convince people to go to the theaters. It's like people think that, like, oh, I'm definitely gonna go see that. Yeah, yeah. And then it's something else, and people people still kind of appreciate it for the most part. If you look at like the 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 uh, the Rotten Tomatoes things, you got the user reviews, and those are all people who are just downloading pirated copies and then they don't <laughs> like the movies and they're wrong <laughs> but uh yeah people are watching going oh what was that i don't know nothing happened uh, he's looking for a pig he doesn't find a pig oh, he goes home come on <laughs> amazing that feels yes, like a perfect have... place to uh end the conversation David. <laughs> thank you so much for coming you and are so me. welcome Thank you so much for listening. And if this is your first time to the podcast, please do check out all my back episodes where I look at all the Nick Cage films as well as starting to look at the films of the wider Coppola family. I assure you, it's lots of fun and there's plenty more interesting conversations like this. I also spoke to Brett Buckman, the editor of Pig, Mandy and Colour Out of Space. That was the last interview episode I did. So please do check that one out. And if you enjoyed the podcast, 
please don't hesitate to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, a Town Limery, Maine, franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.